Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Ari, here. This is Christina Williams. It's Dawn Staley. I'm Miles Ehrlich. It's your girl, Jasmine Baker, here. And you're listening to About That. About That. About That. About that. So you know you got to stay locked into About That with your boy, B. Terrell. Deuces. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, B. Terrell, and you are back for another episode of About That. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really got to stop singing everything. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't know, there's always a song in my spirit. But no, like, someone could just say the most simple thing and I'm going to break out on a song. Like, you could, let me see. Well, you could say hot sauce and I'm going to be like, got hot sauce in my bag, swag. I feel it, I want it. Hey. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but yeah, this is about that. And it's been a fun two weeks since I've last spoken with you. And, uh,. It's been exciting. Um, some things have happened around the league. Obviously, we're going to talk about that. See what I did there. But no, um, it's been it's been an exciting period. Um, some a lot of news, a lot of happenings, and um, the race to the playoffs is heating up, baby. It is heating up. There's been some moves, huh? and uh, some people aren't where they were before. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So first off, I'm going to talk about the Commissioners Cup. Shout out to the Las Vegas Aces. They got that good whopping, what, $30,000 per player, almost all players. I think the only one who might not get $30,000 um, is uh, Rupert because she came late. And it's like, based off of last year, if I remember correctly, uh, it's it's prorated and you have to play a certain amount of games. So I think she'll still get something, probably just not the entire 30000 But that was a fun game. That was a fun game. It was another one of those games where the Aces came out to this Huge league in the first quarter, and as some of us on WNBA Twitter remember, or a lot of us, and the Aces also remember, one of the last times that they played, if probably the last time they played Chicago, uh, they had a they broke the record for most points in the first quarter, and then I guess there I think that was a franchise record that they broke, and then they set a league record for largest comeback to lose so not i mean i'm not laughing at them i'm just saying they there were a lot of records broken in that game and chicago ended up winning that game but asia chelsea kelsey dierica and company they were like and jackie they were like yo nah we're not about to let this happen it's some money on the line with a much bigger trophy no shade to kelsey plum and it was like let's get this and at one point chicago did start to come back mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they did but the Aces were able to hold it off, and Chelsea Gray, um, Chelsea Gray ended up becoming um, the Commissioner's Cup MVP, and so she got another check and a nice little trophy to take home and add to her collection. Um, Asia's game defensively, Lord, she got six blocks, I think, what, 17 points, 
17 rebounds, six big blocks. Like, sis was everywhere. She was swatting shots left and right. Uh, Chelsea definitely um, held it down as the floor general. And, you know, it. It's always fun when you watch Chicago and um in in Vegas play against each other, and that they've been kind of I won't say they're rivals, but they've definitely been fun teams with the jarring back and forth. We remember when Liz Cambage got into it with Stephanie Dolson and Cheyenne Parker. We remember the Hamby Heave. And I think that was 2019 season. So like there have been a lot of fun games between them, and then obviously the previous game and then the Commissioner's Cup. So I'm looking in the bubble. Um, you know, Steph Dolce will set some big old screens and, and tearing the aces up. So I'm looking forward to it and I won't be upset. I'll just say this. I won't be upset if the finals come down between Vegas and Chicago. That would be fun. Two cities that I like, Chicago and Vegas, get to go to travel to both of them. <laughs> that would be lit. But yeah, shout out to the Las Vegas Aces for winning the Commissioner's Cup. And then that brings me on to my next topic. Former shock, former wing, former ace, and now former spark. Shouts out to the ball out. Uh, they were the first to announce. Um, they put out a tweet late in the midnight hour <laughs> stating that Elizabeth Cambage is departing from the Los Angeles Sparks. Multiple sources tell the ball out media. Um, this was this tweet came at what? 12.05 a.m. on the 26th. And then, um, you know, most, a lot of us <laughs> already sleep. Um, uh, not me, because I saw it when it came out. Um, but a lot of people were already sleeping. So the mess ensued the next morning. And then that's when different reports started coming out. Um, shout out to Christina for doing some uh, reporting on this. And then, obviously, the Sparks released an official announcement in regards to um, the divorce of the contract with Liz Cambage. And, you know, so much conversation was going on around. There was so much speculation. What was that speculation? There was so much speculation around. Um, uh, Liz's departure from the Sparks. And so, obviously, you know, they agreed to divorce the contract. Basically, divorce is nothing but a buyout. That That's what it is. It's a buyout. Both parties agree, like, yo, this ain't working. I don't want to be here. Or they may not want me here. Whatever. However it went down, that's what a divorce is. For those who may be kind of curious about the language. Um, But, yeah, it was basically a contract buyout. Well, Chris Haynes... Uh, from Yahoo Sports, a report came, you know, it came, when his report came, that's when everybody was like, aha, you know, there were, there were conversations, I think Christina reported on, um, there being possible, um, chemistry issues that had already kind of been something that was a little visible at various points throughout the season, and, um, People were kind of disputing her, but I'll just say this. Christina ain't never wrong. Uh, um, um, but then Chris Haynes released the report once again with the Yahoo Sports. And the part that kind of stuck out to me is after the Sparks 84 to 6 embarrassing blowout loss, Cambage rushed to the locker room to get dressed for an early exit out of the arena after finishing with 11 points and 5 boards in 22 minutes. Prior to departing the locker room, she had a message for her teammates. 
I can't do this anymore. Best luck to you guys. She stated before storming out, according to sources with knowledge of her departure. So, if you watch that, um, if you watch that Sparks and Aces game, that was really an interesting game. She did at uh, several points seem to be like really frustrated, um, uh, whether it was her not getting the ball, um, frustrated because her former team they were like whooping up on them, and I think that was already the Sparks and Aces third time playing, third or fourth time playing, um, so far this season. And then um, in, also in the article, it states that, you know, uh, she's complaining about she's been complaining about not enough uh, post touches, which they deemed as just getting used to it as being normal behavior. Um, she there was the conversation um, about um, at the start of the season. You know, there are reporting that people have said, hey, you know, no one really wants to play with her. Are you sure that this is the best fit for her? But obviously, Derek Fisher was the coach and GM at that time. You know, the controversy um, supported uh, or around the previous uh, or the reported uh, claims of her calling um, the the Nigerian national team monkeys during the the I guess training camps or the practices for the Olympics uh, last year, uh, which is interesting because Neka and uh, Sinead, both Spark teammates and sisters, are of Nigerian descent as well, and so um, that's that's been something that's been kind of addressed but not really addressed. You know, hey, that's neither here nor there. Um, and then at the start of the season. Um, you know, Chris reported that things had already gotten off to a rocky start. These have been claims that were floating around on Twitter surrounding the jersey number, but no one really knew of its accuracy. But it was um, Chris reported that Cambage requested to wear the number eight, but the Sparks informed her that the number would be retired to honor one of my faves, Delisha Milton Jones, sources say. And so she asked for number one, but that number belonged to Amanda Zowie B. Um, Fisher approached um, reportedly Zowie B about giving the number to Kim Page and it said she politely declined, but I really want to know how Amanda was like, I want to know. She said, hell no, fuck no, get the fuck out of my face. I want to know how she said it. Amanda's a really gentle and kind spirit, so it was probably very respectful, but that's probably me just wishing she would have been like, hell no. And so that, that you know, as time went on, they eventually made the call to give Cambage the number one, which was Amanda's number. And then ended up, it was, it said that it's an unrelated move, but the Sparks will go on to suspend Zawi B for the season. And it said that it's not because of the number issue, but because Amanda would have already been missing well into the double digit games of the season because of her international commitments. So there's just been a lot that's been going on. There's been a lot. Lee Liz has played with several teams. Um, she's played with several teams. There's, there's, there's the idea that she never really lived up to her potential possibly because she's, she has a dominating stature. Um, she can be a dominating figure. She holds the league record for most points scored in the game. Um, with 53 that she made, uh, with, uh, she, she set that record when she was playing with Dallas back in 2018. So there's a lot that she could do that. She probably hadn't been doing. This has been her lowest, um, statistical year since her rookie season in Tulsa when she was drafted. And it's, 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 
it's just quite interesting on how this has played out. Um, a lot of people thought that the Sparks coming in, and I, for one, I thought that the Sparks were title contenders. Maybe not favorites, but definitely title contenders. I mean, because if you look at it on paper, you got NECA, Liz, you got Sykes, you got Jordan Canada, who was ready, who I felt like was ready for a breakout year to get under, get from under the shadows of, of Sue Bird in Seattle. You had, Ken, they made the trade for Kennedy Carter. You had um, Sharp Shooting. You had Katie Lou and Lexi Brown, who can both knock down the three. You had a lot of places, you had a lot of, a lot of potential there on paper, talented roster, but it just never really, I guess, they, they weren't able to, mesh it together somewhat and um obviously you had Shanae as well so I felt like this could be a team that could make some noise and it just didn't work out and that's okay it didn't work out so reportedly there are no no teams that are interested um in Liz um it, it's just sad because I felt like they're there that's a she's a talented individual when she wants to be and when she like puts forth that effort and the work not saying that she no when she puts forth when she fully commits liz can be a really good player she was already putting up you know okay um role player type um stats with not being 100 so imagine if she gave her all what she could do it's unfortunate um that drama has followed her that she has been a part of with every team that she's played in so far. I mean, we, we've all heard the reports, you know, slacking off from practices, um, forcing her way out of Dallas. We've seen the reports. We've seen her post. And so it's just been interesting. There's been so much that has surrounded her as a person and as a player. And I guess, hey, they just decided that it was time to move on or she decided that it was time to move on. So Godspeed to her, whatever it is that she wants in her next chapter. I honestly don't know if there are going to be any if we're going to see her again in the WNBA, um, it already sound, she's already been, um, she's no longer a part of the Australian national team. Um, if I'm not mistaken, like she's like, so like, where is she going to be hooping at? I don't know. So maybe this is the next, we're about to see the continuing of her chapter as a model DJ, as an influencer. Um, but Hey, yeah, the sparks, they are pressing forward and that's, that's that for them. And with them, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go refill my coffee. Probably go pull a little bit of liquor in this. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to read. I, I told y'all um, to send in some letters. And so I'm going to read one of these um, the next. And I'm going to get into some end of the season awards and some of my front runners. So I'll be back. All right, guys, we're back. And... Hopefully you've refilled your drink. You've gotten you some water. I promise you all that I enjoy a good bottle of water. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just was looking at this water. You can probably hear me cracking it. Um, and I also enjoy coffee. And I also enjoy me my some, one of my best friends, Mr. Bourbon. <laughs> Put it together. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But um, 
Yeah, so we're back. And then, as I mentioned in the previous episode from the All-Star Recap, I said that, hey, if you had any of your experiences, or I, I would love to hear your fan experience surrounding All-Star. And I told you all to email me some letters, and you can always uh, send me anything that you want to about that, bw at gmail.com, about that, bw at gmail.com. So I got a, actually got a few responses, and this was one of my favorites, um, and I'm going to read it to you all. It's not that long. And it says, and the name will not be, I will not disclose the name, obviously for privacy reasons and for anonymity, 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 mm-hmm, yes, I pulled a Shawnee just now, I tore that word up, <laughs> Shawnee, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but yes, for the sake of an anonymous uh, reader, listen to all those good things, uh, I'm going to not uh, say the name, so let's go with the name of, hmm. W fan 007. I like that. W D W I say D <laughs> WF 007. Okay. It says, hi, Brandon. Yes, that's my real name. Hi, Brandon. Hope all is well. And wanted to congratulate you again on your new move to Vegas. Oh yes. I'm moving to Las Vegas. Did I announce that previously? I'm not sure. But anyway, um, it says I didn't get a chance. Um, um, to introduce you, introduce myself when I saw you after the all-star game. I am WF007, super passionate about women's basketball and just love the game so much. As I was listening to your podcast and hearing your experience, I couldn't help but agree with you when you said that your experience was like any other fans. I work for Anonymous and I saw this girl I follow who also works for Anonymous and she works in women's brand marketing, and she did a little recap of her experience, and hearing your experience, it was just about the same. Going to these exclusive after-parties, media, or invite-only events. As a fan of the W and hoping to one day work within the league, whether it be directly for the league or through Anonymous, my employer, I definitely felt there could have been more for fans and others. This was my first time ever attending All-Star Weekend, and I don't think that it was fair that the skill set challenge was invite only. Uh Aha, yes, don't think that was fair for some of the Nike Nationals teams and very inclusive because... How are we trying to grow the league and want more exposure and others to get on board when events are with events like that? Personally, I feel the media hypes up the league for others to see how great the league is, which I'm all for, but also limited at the same time. I don't know if it's just me, but I see it as others seeing it from the outside in rather than experiencing firsthand and hearing what other fans have to say and getting feedback to know what should be done for the next event. Experiencing the game, seeing the players, getting autographs, pictures, meeting other people who I follow on social media was cool and fun. Just seeing the players have fun on the court with each other is always nice to see. But again, I just wish there could have been more from the marketing aspect to the brand marketing and having a clearer rundown of what's in store for the fans to see and experience. Like for myself, I mentioned I work for Anonymous as a full-time I'm not even going to give um, their 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 um, their title just in case. And I just wish uh, with a brand name and company so big as Anonymous, I saw no part of it anywhere other than. Ooh, that would have given it away. Other than uh, Nationals and a Anonymous by you pop up, they had next uh, to a store in the downtown area. Ooh, I did a bad job of disclosing that. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully not. Oh, I saw how they had 
um, uh, special guest speakers for certain teams and also had a get together with other I'm going to throw this in there because this is not how I would say it. Other uh, legends and so much more. I hope the next All-Star Weekend will be a lot better than this year's. Best, WF007. Well, WF007, I thank you. I thank you for submitting this. Um, it was a pleasure meeting you um, a- after that game um, um, in, in, in Chicago. And Sorry. I... Ooh, not my... Girl, I didn't call you. I ain't called. See, what is going on? Sorry. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you, and I definitely thank you for um for approaching me, coming up to me, whatever. Um, I I I love that type of engagement, those interactions, and and I still just feel some type of way. Although All Star is what we're two weeks, two three weeks removed from All Star, I still just felt like that was there was just so much missed opportunity during that weekend and like you said there were so many um exclusive events that it really wasn't it 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 seemed like there wasn't time for fans to actually enjoy the league and its players outside of if you could have caught someone maybe walking by the hoop bus or during the game depending on where you were seated or something like that maybe during the Maybe you got a chance to, to high five one of the players when they were coming out doing the roster um, announcement, the starting lineup announcements, or something like that during the game. It, it, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't fair. And I do hope that going forward, uh, Kathy and the rest of the league and her constituents, whatever, I really feel like they do a better. I really hope that they do a better job with. Um, being inclusive of the fans who the all-star events are supposed to be for because why have this why have such a big emphasis on fan voting but you're not really doing anything for the fans and that's the part that just really trips me out or don't throw together some last minute event uh say here like basically a here damn type thing like i don't like that so hopefully next year's all-star wherever it may be uh is a lot better and we, they learn from this. Like, be like Tyra Banks. Learn from this. I have never yelled at someone in my life like I'm doing you. I was rooting for you. Yeah, whatever she said. That learn from this. Um, so yeah. Um, thank you for writing in. If anyone else has any thoughts, um, that or anything that they would like to send into the show, feel free to write me at about that bw at gmail.com. And yeah, I'm gonna get into some good stuff. Some. Uh, um wait um i just want to say that with these awards these are my picks rashard i'm talking to you (laughs) but no these are my picks um for what i feel like or how i feel um the end of season awards should go so we're gonna start it off with mvp i think that the mvp race is probably between three people right now, but with two others really holding it down for their teams. Those three people who I feel like are the MVP candidates or front runners, whatever, I feel like are one, Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces, Brianna Stewart of the Seattle Storm, and Alyssa Thomas for the Connecticut Sun. Okay, I, why am I waiting to act like someone's in here to agree with me? <laughs> Those three. 
In addition to them, I feel like Skyler and Skyler Diggins Smith for the Phoenix Mercury and Neka Ogumake for the LA Sparks have been very, very, very strong for their teams. And without them and their play this season, they will probably be numbers 11 and 12. Skyler and Neka have been very good for the Sparks and, well, for the Mercury and the Sparks. They're very good for them. However, I don't know exactly how far we're willing to give an MVP, how far down the rankings, because right now Phoenix is number six. They are in the playoff race, but they are they are under 500. They're 13 and 16 right now. The Sparks are number seven. They're 12 and 16. Now, like I said, they very well could have been 11 and 12. Well, I don't think anybody would have been 11 and 12 because of the, the, the they would have been probably 10 and 11. The Fever probably very well still have been 12. Um, but, yeah, I think that the way that Alyssa, Brianna, and um, and, 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 and Asia, have, how they have the Aces, Sun, and Storm trending somewhat, or how they have them positioned, they're very much the, um, the top three MVP candidates. For Chicago, I feel like it's a win by committee type thing Candace has some Chicago can close games so I that's why I don't have any MVP candidates there because they really all kind of do it together if that makes sense you remember back in 20 um and I, I might get I don't know if I'm if this okay during the college season how I think this was back in the 2019-2020 season how a lot of them were left off some of the awards South, at, um, South Carolina because there was no one quote-unquote leader or star of the team although they were stars they all of the, the the stats were very similar you know you had Ty Kiki Zaya and and Boston they were all kind of within I think if I'm not mistaken within that um that 13 to 11 points per game mark and some of them by like 0.2 points higher than the other they were all very similar in terms of their stats. So there was nobody like on a Sabrina on a, on an Oregon team that was scoring probably 25 points or something like that. Or you had Ryan Howard who was doing it all for Kentucky, those type of things. So I feel like that's where Chicago is. Now, that's not to say that some of these people aren't aren't deserving, but they're kind of like plug and play somewhat in a sense in Chicago. Hopefully that doesn't rub in the wrong way, but if it does, oh well. Um, but yeah, that's that for MVP. For the Rookie of the Year, Ryan Howard in the discussion case close. Now, with that being said, there's an all-rookie team. With that all-rookie team, there's Ryan, obviously, the Rookie of the Year. So she's going to be on an all-rookie team. Then you have Nalissa Gardner. I mean, ooh, Nalissa Smith, Rebecca Gardner, Queen Egbo, and Shakira Austin. I do think that some others at the start of the season we're definitely on this list, but with the emergence of Rebecca Garner, that um, and then when Christy Wallace, I felt like she was definitely going to be on the All Rookie Team, but as her playing time kind of decreased, obviously the production and everything that came along with that, you know, that went away as well. So I don't think she's no longer on the All Rookie Team. Now, who knows? The voters may decide that it's a, a tie between numbers five and six. We have seen sometimes where there have been six people on the All Rookie Team because there were ties. But I think right now the clear top five are Ryan Howard and Alyssa Smith, Rebecca Gardner, uh, Queen Egbo, and Shakira Austin. Defensive Player of the Year. 
I think there are three for that award. That's Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, and Ezzy Magbagor. Seattle got two, like, some they got some two good defensive players there. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one comes up. The coach of the year, I think the coach of the year right now, hmm, do you give it to Las Vegas? Do you give it to Becky Hammond of the Aces, first year coach? You know, I know a lot of people love that narrative, first year coach, head coach, I should say. And, you know, look what she's done, how she's revitalized, not revitalized, how she's redesigned their offense. Um, sometimes it seems like it's at the expense of the defense. Who knows? But how um, how she has um, Vegas playing. Or do you go for the other first year coach who nobody expected Atlanta to be contending for a playoff spot. Although right now they are ninth in the standings. Tanisha Wright, you know, she's already had them won more games than what last year. Um, they're they're currently at a record of twelve and seventeen. So who knows? Um, maybe Tanisha Wright will get some votes for Coach of the Year. Six Woman of the Year, Six Player of the Year: Brianna Jones from Connecticut Sun, Rebecca Gardner from Chicago, and Azaray Stevens also from Chicago. Either of those three, I feel like the award is Brianna Jones right now. Obviously, she was an all-star. She was most improved last year. She's a two-time all-star, um, both 21 and 22. So she could very well be, um, I think she is the 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 WNBA um, Sixth Woman of the Year. And for the first time in what? This is the first time since 2018 that this award is not going to Vegas? Yeah, because it was Kelsey, it was it was Diarica twice, and then it was Kelsey Plum. So yeah, so um, this is the first time that this award will be going to someone else outside of a Las Vegas Aces player in quite some time. Most improved. Woo! Now this is going to be interesting for the most improved. Um, I do think that this is probably a three-person race. Um. Mm. I won't say a three-person race. I'll say a two-person race with a third with an asterisk. I think the award comes down between. I think the award comes down between Sabrina Ionescu of the New York Liberty, Jackie Young with the Las Vegas Aces, and then Han Shu of the New York Liberty. I think it's more so. Um, oh, I could add Han Shu into the sixth one of the year um, award too, but I think yeah. So I would say it's Brianna Jones with Rebecca Gardner, Azari Stevens, and Han Shu. But most improved, I do think it's it's more so between Sabrina and Jackie. Jackie, because a lot of people are going to remember at the start of the season, she was a first she was a first team All WNBA player. At the start of the season, it looked like the Aces could probably have three or four first team All WNBA players there. Um, but she she suffered an injury, missed a few games, and wasn't the same. Still great, but wasn't the same as before the injury. So um, Jackie Young is averaging a career high this year, 16.3 points a game, 4.3 assists per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, 1.4 steals per game. Like, Jackie is doing it, and obviously she's a starter. 20, she's playing 33 minutes a game. Um She's her. She's knocking down the three. Her the best of her career. Forty two point seven percent. Jackie Young is knocking down forty two point seven percent of her threes so far this season. And obviously, we see where the Aces are placed in the standings. Uh, Sabrina, this Sabrina is having a great season as well. Seventeen point one points a game. 
um, 6.2 assists, 7.1 rebounds per game, one steal a game. Uh, 3.1 turnovers per game. I forgot what J- I, I, I left Jackie's on. Um, forgot what she's averaging. But, and she's playing 32.7 minutes. She's shooting 41.6% from the field, 34% from the three. But, look where New York is. New York is currently 11th. So, obviously, this is an individual award. But, you know, all of these quote-unquote individual awards, they still do take into consideration, I feel like, um, even, even if they don't state that they are, I still feel like they look at team performance. And so you have the Aces, which are the number two team, and then the Liberty, which is number 11. So who? Hanshu has been good for them too off the bench um, in New York. Um, 9.3 points a game, 3.8 rebounds per game. Um, she's playing 18 minutes off the bench, 51% from the field, 46, 46.4% from the three. So Han Shu's definitely, you know, from three points to 9.3 points, she's added, uh, what that sick over six points a game from her scoring from when she last played in 2019. And so, you know, obviously she, she's added some pounds. She's, she's muscled up. She's worked on her game. She's not timid out there. She's still going, um, and so it's going to be interesting to see, but I do think that this is a two-person race between Jackie and Sabrina. Sabrina, look, I went to the Liberty game versus the Aces um, on the 12th in New York. Baby, let me tell you, Sabrina was going off in that fourth quarter. That second half, Sabrina was going off and almost, you know, almost like, hey, like we we about to send this in overtime. We, we about to we about to wrap this up. So um, the Aces were able to pull it out, and then obviously we saw what happened on two days later. They whooped the Liberty. Um, but yeah, Sabrina's been having some really great performances, and Jackie Young has been a Jackie Young. I think for the most part is always tasked with um, defending some of the uh, the opponent's best players. So it's going to be interesting to see. Sabrina sometimes can take a little break on defense, but Jackie is doing it all. So. That's that's really going to be uh, a fun race to see if it's Jackie or Sabrina. Um, but, yeah, that's – oh, um, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I do want to say um, wishing a, a speedy recovery. We know that Bria Hartley, after after she was – she was waived from Indiana. She was picked up by the Connecticut Sun and then played a couple games. And then she suffered a season in an injury uh, with, a, with an ACL injury. So this is such a huge blow for Connecticut. Um, they've already lost Jasmine Thomas at the beginning of the season. And now to lose uh, Bria Hartley, who was another experienced uh, point guard for them. And, you know, just coming off a finals appearance with Phoenix last year, like she's been dealing with so much and to be injured again um, within two years. I know that's a huge blow for her. And I'm just praying for her mentally, praying for her, you know, that she's able to recover and get back to doing the game, get back to playing the game that she loves. So, um yeah, that's all um, for that's all for today. Um, I do want to go into some of my my predictions. So let me see. Today we have Seattle and the Mystics. Hmm. I don't know who's going to take that one. We got Seattle and the Mystics and Dallas and Atlanta. Let's see. Stewie been, Stewie been going, I don't know. But the Mystics are home. So the Mystics might win. I'm going with the home team today. The Mystics and then Atlanta against Dallas. Oof. Atlanta's already without Nia Coffee. They're without um, AD. It was announced that she um, that they'll miss the rest of the season. I don't know about Atlanta. 
Oof. Dallas needs Dallas is on the outside looking in for the playoff standings. Almost, well, kind of sort of. You know, so six through eleven, they're all within one or two games of each other. So Dallas currently is at twelve. Atlanta is on the outside looking in at ninth. So Atlanta needs this win, I think, for confidence. Dallas also. Dallas is very funny because you never know what you're going to get. Um, Alicia's home, so maybe she'll go off in front of um some of her family there so we're gonna see um yeah i'm gonna pick the home teams though the mystics and the dream we'll see um big t's been going off tiara mccown has been doing her thing since you know finding her footing there in dallas so shout out to her and then tomorrow we got chicago and connecticut um phoenix and new york the aces in indiana and seattle and washington again dang so they're doing a double a double header back-to-back days Sheesh. Okay. So I'm picking Connecticut against the sky. I'm picking the Mercury against the Liberty. I'm picking the aces against the, um, the fever. And I think tomorrow Seattle could be, so I think they're going to split. Somebody's going to win one game today and another's going to win the, the game tomorrow. And then Minnesota at the sparks. Ooh, Minnesota at the sparks. The Lynx might win that one. Sylvia Files. Now that neck uh Sylvia Files gonna handle um handle Olivia Nelson Adota. And she, yeah. Sylvia so the Lynx gonna win that game because they're still fighting to make the playoffs too. And shouts out y'all shouts out to Nafisa Collier. I don't know if she's gonna be back soon, but she's been warming up and practicing with them. So we very well could see Nafisa um before the, the end of the season. And that could be big for them as they try to fight for a playoff spot. But yeah, so that's all for this week. Hopefully I don't go over over whatever um in my predictions and be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at at it's B I T S B as in boy T E double R E double L and follow the show about that B W on both Instagram and Twitter. Send me a message, email me about that BW at gmail.com. Shouts out to you all for listening. Thank me for speaking. And as always, free BG and I'll holla. Bye. It's your girl Mel, and you've been kicking it with B Terrell on about that. And um, I'm gonna need you to pull up every single week. But before you do that, make sure you subscribe, like, rate, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because it's going down each and every week. See ya.